coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida. Welcome to the Paper Stack Podcast, where we cover current topics in the note industry, give you tactics for your note business, and talk with industry leaders to make you a better note investor. And now, your hosts, Brett Berkey and Rick Allen. Welcome back to another episode of the Paper Stack Podcast. It's been a couple of weeks. We've had lots of fun. Lots lots of fun. Like, you like our new office? Yeah. Knocked out. We're, oh, man. We're moving offices. We were this close. We had a an office that we were going through and they were, we were negotiating. They wanted a triple net lease, which is... If you don't know triple net leases, they want us to pay part of the property taxes, part of the tax, the insurance on the property, and then fees, like maintenance fees. And we're renting two rooms. So it's, I'm like, is that a whole bill? It's not, we're not renting the whole building. Yeah. And we're not going to do that. So we re- renegotiated with them and got them to like, look, we'll do hundred bucks or whatever the rent was going to be. Plus we'll pay three quarters of the utilities for the floor. And agreed, gave the lady money for the background checks and all that stuff. And then they send over lease terms and it's, they totally just bait and switched. And now they were like, well, you're going to have to pay for three quarters of the maintenance on the property and any repairs. And I'm like, you already told me there's mold. There's a leaky roof and mold. Like I'm not ordering an inspection. That's no, that's not the way this is going to work. So yeah, we had to divert our attention or divert where we're going. And now actually, I think it's going to work out better. I'm excited. There's a lot of really nice places to eat around there. We got a, we have a loft. So it's, yeah. it's a one bedroom. It's not a loft. It's a one bedroom apartment. Yeah. That was a, that means it has the gym, has the pools. Yeah. It's, it's a whole thing. So it's going to wind up being probably less money, but it's in a, it's in a great area. Fridge and everything. Shower. Yeah, I like this. It's a condo. Hot water here. Closet so we can add clothing and anything else. There's a washer and dryer. Garbage disposal. No, so it'll be great. We'll be able to, it's going to meet our needs. We'll have a whole new studio, some new set designs. Can't wait. Leave in the comments, what would you do if somebody did the old bait and switch on you? Would you try to renegotiate or... My thought was, hey, this is what you're doing now. We're not even under contract with you and yeah. you're already changing things up. I'm not, that's not who I want to do business with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we yeah. just said, I'm pulling the rip cord because they were going to start working, backing into our numbers again. But I was just like, no, we're just going to change course. Yeah, so, no, I think it's for the better. I like the idea of, I was like, why can't we go to a loss? Why can't we stay here? That was Brent's idea with full yeah, credit. Yeah, we're just going to condo. Yeah. And yeah, so it's fun. So, anyhow, besides that, so what we have today, DME, DME is on the horizon. Yes, DME is, we are a couple weeks down, mm, two, two or three weeks, two or three weeks out. Yeah. On DME, check out this video that put together sponsoring the DME event. Over the last year and a half, low interest rates and trillions of dollars in government support has fueled record home price growth, the highest stock market in history, and inflation rates higher than we've seen in decades. But as history shows us, what goes up? also comes down. Clark Street Capital, one of the leading loan investment firms, recently said they believe the credit picture for banks is not as pristine as the numbers suggest. As they put it, excessive stimulus has a way of covering up problems. 2022 is shaping up to be the year this all unfolds, which is why on March 10th and 11th, 2022, over 175 investors, private lenders, and industry experts will be meeting in St. Petersburg, Florida to network and learn at one of the top note investing conferences of the year the Diversified Mortgage Expo, or the DME, 
This two-day event will have speakers like industry expert Marina Walsh, the vice president of analytics at the Mortgage Bankers Association, and over a dozen experienced hedge fund managers and investors who collectively have managed billions of dollars worth of mortgage notes over the last decade. Whether you invest in performing loans, non-performing loans, first or second, a massive opportunity is coming, and the Diversified Mortgage Expo can help you prepare to profit. To learn more about the event or register, visit diversifiedmortgageexpo.com. Again, to register or learn more about the DME, visit diversifiedmortgageexpo.com. So that's pretty good. It's a great event. You should come back, check it out. If you're planning on it, there's a nice, if you, if you have the time and the ability, you can go to DME and then follow it up three days later with a trip down south, South Florida to see go West Coast, St. Pete area, East Coast down to, was it Fort Lauderdale? Uh, it's good. Palm Beach. Palm Beach, IMN. So we're going to be at both of those events. How many people doing it too? I think we just might get a party bus. We probably won't. I'm just probably won't. But at least you come on down there, hang out, say hello, come grab a beer with Brett and I. It'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, DME. I'm I'm looking really looking forward to DME. There's some people I have never seen in person, so it'd be cool to meet everyone there. There's some good speakers. Going to be a lot of good booths, and it's a good atmosphere. That that's a nice location. Mm -hmm. So Florida will be warmish by that time. You know, so tomorrow knows whatever. You never know. Well, it's weird because we were 40, 42 degrees last week. Or the Tuesday of this week, and then we're gonna we're gonna hit like eighty two. Yeah. So it's just been it's like this is a Florida winter, and February is you 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 fluctuate forty degree fluctuations, mm-hmm. and you know just a week and a half ago we had freezing temperatures. So yeah, it's it's, so it's nuts. But yeah, usually by March you hit. That's when it's pretty. That's when it's real nice. It's seventy two to seventy seven, seventy eight. Yeah. It's just perfect. It's the best outside. time of the year. Worst time of the year is September. For sure. Oh, okay. But anyhow, so topic of today, stuff that I get quite often for people that are maybe just getting the space, but also on the opposite end where people are wanting to sell one of these, they are called partials. So if you don't know what a partial is, it's basically a certain number of payments on a mortgage that you are purchasing. You're only not purchasing the whole, let's just pretend it's 30 year, not purchasing all 360. You've agreed to purchase 100 and that original or sell. You very or just sell just or sell a partial, and you keep that for a certain period of time. Somehow, with the servicer that is divided, only certain servicers do partials. Mm-hmm. But as a, someone getting into the space, it is nice knowing that you have a pro that maybe already has the note, and if there was something to go wrong, they go not performing. That person steps in, takes over. So it's, it's nice. But we have people asking. So if you are interested in partials, we do have a list. Just reach out to hello at Paperstack. And I'll put you on the list. And when we get them, we'll send you that way. But Rick has had some experience with some partials. He's done them. Tell us a little about him. So the question is why? Why Why would you, like, why would I buy a partial? Why would I sell a partial? What benefits, sort of cons? Yeah, start cons. with the buys because, because I, I, when the sell is pretty cool too, but start with the buy. We'll start with the buy. So what would be some of the reasons to buy a partial? One of them is you have limited funds available, right? If you have limited capital available, but you still want to get capital going, you want to start making an investment. How do you, a partial is a great way to do it. And one of the reasons, a couple of the reasons are you've touched on them is one, you're buying a partial on something that's already performing, right? Two, if somebody is selling a partial, they're probably, they've got experience in the note space 
and they've gone ahead and they've got an asset that's performing and they're looking to recuperate a chunk of capital. And if the deal goes bad, they're going to be highly motivated to keep the deal going or at least to step in and get the borrowers paying again. Mm -hmm. Like you said, it's a great way as your first sort of venture into the note space to do it with limited funds and also to do it with a professional backing you as a backstop should things go wrong. True. Yeah. That, and a lot of times you can get, if you start buying assets and you have a lot of funds, it's sometimes to get really, you can get really aggressive returns, very aggressive returns doing a partial. As a seller or buyer? As a buyer. Okay. As a seller too, of course, as a seller, but as a buyer, if you're buying something from, say it's a private seller who they don't do a lot of partials. And they don't want to sell you the whole loan, but they want to sell you some of the loan. You say, have you ever considered buying some of the loan? There are certain techniques that you can, you can offer. And there's certain ways that you can offer them to buy the partial where you can, what would be like a, a 12 or 13% return buying the whole loan starts looking at 30, 35%. Really? Buying a partial. Yeah. How so, does that work? How does that work? How that's, that's part of the training. That's part of the training. Paperstack Academy, I'll show you that. Okay. But there, there's ways to do it to where you can really turbocharge your return. It's, yeah. So what it's, is the amounts for, so I, I guess this is like a loaded question, but you, like to get a partial, are you talking to your 5,000 or you can still? That's the great thing about it is you can buy 12 months worth of payments. And if there's a three or $400 payment, you're like, look, I'll give you five grand for the next. What is that? No, you wouldn't do that. You'd be losing there. You say, maybe I, I give you four grand. For the next 12 months in payments, you make 800 bucks, right? So $4,800 for, you're making 20% return. And somebody is getting 4,800 bucks up or four grand up front. It's really, it's, it's a great way to get in there because most of the time, if you have a seller who's willing to sell you a partial, you can structure it with how much money you have available. So there's no structure. There's no, oh, these are always go for five, 10. Oh, there's no set way to do it. That's the beautiful thing about this it. This is how much money I have and I can buy this many months. Exactly. And you can say, I'll buy the next, the next 14 months. And I'm looking, I'm trying to target this return. I'm looking for a 12% return or a 14 or a 20% return, right? And I want to do it over the next 12 or 14 months. Interesting. And so you get somebody like, yeah, I'll take the four grand now. <laughs> And so it's backed by real estate in such a great way to get in there as a buyer and start doing it with little to no money. So who, who pays for the servicing? It would come, it would be on the, as a responsibility of the person that buys it. So you need to figure the servicing cost into. So the partial buyer is paying for servicing. Okay. And then if the default's happening and it goes not performing, who's paying for servicing then? That's, it's all, that all comes down to how was the partial agreement written? Got it. Okay. You so know, each one's a structured difference. Everything is structured different. Are you new to the mortgage note industry? Have you been wanting to learn the step-by-step -step process to purchase your first mortgage note? Well, you're in luck. We've convinced our CEO, Rick Allen, to break down everything he knows about mortgage note investing. Through a series of 50 videos, you'll get everything from start to finish of where to purchase notes, how to purchase notes, and all of Rick's investing techniques he has developed over the many years. From performing note tactics to non-performing notes, Rick gives you everything he knows about investing. Bonuses include our glossary of industry terms, Rick's own proprietary calculators he created to evaluate notes, discounts from our partners, 
our Rolodex of vendors, a private Facebook group, along with a lot more. We've packed so much content into the Academy to take you from beginner to expert in no time. To learn more about the Academy, go to academy.paperstack.com slash welcome. Again, that is academy.paperstack.com slash welcome. And I know certain servicers don't do partials. The only one I know that does, I think, is FCI. FCI does partials. There's a couple of them out there. We can, on the support at paperstack.com page, we will have listed on if they service partials or not uh, under the servicers. FCI definitely handles partials because you've done them there. Yeah. And that, and that works like some of the borrowers and the funds. There's something in FCI system that says this is a partial and they not, not to send it to here, but send it to here. Correct. And that's it. And for this amount of time, it goes here, just like a, maybe setting up like a bill pay in your account. Bill pay this one for the next 15 months goes here. And after that, cut it off. Exactly. Okay. All right. So now that's some of the really interesting things. That's on the buyer side. So the seller side is pretty cool. Tell them, tell some of the, sell, the seller side. Why would I ever want to just sell a chunk of notes? There's a couple different reasons. Maybe you're running into something where you're, I don't know, you've got a portfolio of notes and you're like, I need to make a big chunk of money right now, or I need a big chunk of funds because my daughter's getting married. I need to pay for a wedding. We'll just use that, right? You can sell then a, por a portion of your notes to get that chunk of money, but you're not selling the whole note, Yeah. right? Uh -huh. So you're losing out on some income there, but you get a big chunk of money up front and then it allows somebody else to collect those payments and you know, they're going to have their targeted returns of 10, 15, 18, I don't know, 20%. And you got to look at it and say, does it make sense? Mm -hmm. That's expensive money. But if you need the money, it's good. You can keep, right? You're like, at least I'm, I have them coming back to me. And I do that. Yeah. Another reason then, if you're somebody who's out there marketing for nodes or you find a note, maybe on paper stack, and I've seen this happen where it's a high interest rate, maybe low balance and the purchase price on there is you can buy a loan and then turn around and resell a partial on that loan. And maybe there's 18 years left on the thing. Okay. And you can sell the partial at a 12 or 14% return and cover your purchase price of the loan. And then you keep the last eight years on the loan. Okay. So it can be in a situation where in yourself and Eddie Speed calls it the $100 model to where you got to leave $100 in there to be considered consideration with the IRS. And of course, go talk to your accountant and your attorneys because I'm neither. But if you're buying with your self-directed retirement account, you can just start buying these things and leave it $100 in each deal. And if you bought it for 30 and you sold it for 30,100 and then you're keeping the last 15 or 16 grand in your IRA, that's going to come in later on. You're just collecting tax-free You're money. just collecting tax-free money. And it's only costing you $100 for 15 grand. And you're not going to see that for a while. So this is a great play for somebody who's got a self-directed retirement account with limited funds in there that wants to start building it up. They're not retiring next year. I know a guy who does that. Josh Andrews, he wrote, I forgot the name of his book. His green book, I had it, got it all wet. He's bring it to the pool. But I keep getting on him because he was supposed to write a book about partials. And then he, he never did. But his strategy was pretty slick. He, he would do that exact model and he would keep it. He's probably maybe 41, 40. He's, he's, he's young. So he's keeping that and that's his retirement account. So he, he's just, he just put it in there, put it in there, buy them. He has this, he had stuff sold before he would buy it. Uh, he would be on paper second, he would buy the note and he already has it sold on the, on the other. Yeah. Other and that's what you do. You already have it sold. And so it's like super easy and you just come in and get it. Boom. Switch it. Doom. 
And then just, he has, I think he has a maybe regular, I don't know if he has a full-time job, but like, but in a couple of years, he's just going to collect all that money eventually. It's just yeah. sitting there. I, I was, it was brilliant. I saw him at a paper source when he told me that. I was like, that's a really good story, right? Yeah. And so like we had one where you know, we bought a non-performing loan and this is like a home run, home run scenario. Bought a non-performing loan, 15 grand. They owed 70 okay, or 75 on the back end or it was, they owed a lot. And ended up, they gave us four grand up front, failed on their forbearance agreement, ended up getting a hardest hit fund, which wrote a check for 30 grand to get them to catch them up past due. And and I think there was still a 50 or $60,000 left of principal balance that they owed. And so we were already, we'd already made back. Yeah, you're already, we're already like 20 grand ahead. <laughs> and so you can turn around and sell that partial for, or you can sell the whole loan. And you could, or you could sell that partial and be like, look, we'll just sell chunks of that and get ahead. So, but it was still not performing, right? No, it was performing at that point. So you got, so, wow. So let me see here. So they got $4,000 down. They, we got 4000 down. Then she made about three or four grand worth of payments and then defaulted. And then you got the 30000 from the hardest. I got 30000 from the hardest hit funds. And then the hardest hit fund paid the next 24 months of payments for her. And then turn around and sell the partial. Holy crap, man. Yeah. That was a, that was a really good one. Yeah. That's a really good one. Yeah. Those are good. Wow. And how'd you, how'd you market the partial? How'd you do that? Just they're talking to people. Just, Hey, we got, you guys want to buy a partial on the note? Yeah, sure. So that whatever is that one still going or? Oh, we ended up getting it and then selling the whole loan later on. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. You really killed it with that one. Yeah. Jesus. That was a really good deal. Wow. And the nice thing about doing the partials is if you're selling it, you get a loan that you've restarted up front, right? And so maybe it was non-performing. You turn around and you convert it to performing. And one of the things you do to help people out, you say, look, we're going to restart your loan. We're going to set it in 360 months. It's a 30-year loan. So you restarted the clock. You restart the clock. Maybe you adjusted the interest rate or not. Maybe you left it the same and you didn't touch the principal. You just said, look, we're going to restart it. That's how we'll get you there. We'll extend your loan. The nice thing about that is, is once you do that, it resets the entire amortization schedule. And you can sell a loan that's brand new that's got the next 10 years of payments coming is pretty much all interest. And so when you get it reassigned back to you, you've still got a large principal balance there. And that's called the entitlement balance. What is the entitlement balance? So the way it works is you might say there's an entitlement balance and that's so the entitlement balance is for the, the person that buys it. But there's basically two balances that you're looking at, three balances. You're looking at the balance that is owed to the person that bought the partial, right? Then there's the re whenever it's reassigned, there's that balance. Okay. And then there's the current principal balance. Wait a second. With these partials, you sign an assignment of mortgage? It's a specific kind of assignment of mortgage, but it's for a, a certain period of time. Like I said, the paperwork on it is, which is why we don't have all the paperwork on paper stack at this point. Yeah. Everyone we tried to do that. I was like, oh my gosh. It's, it's like, just, it's just a lot. It'll come eventually. It's just something that's, it was just too. It's not as easy as buying a mortgage where you're like, okay, this is selling it. a whole loan is a lot less technical when you start selling partials on it. There's a lot of, yeah. And there's a lot of like customizable stuff in there. So right now, no, probably within the next 24 months. Yes. 
once we get the new dev team and get really it's once we get our enterprise product up there because the way the contracts will be done there you can they'll be more modular yeah easier to modify good stuff all right good i learned some stuff about partials didn't even talk about that crazy word hypothetification uh, <laughs> hypothetification <laughs> i still don't have hypothetication yeah it's if you want to look it up it's like a partial but it's just like yeah it's just a different kind of a partial so you can sell instead of assigning like a whole payment you're basically getting a line of credit or something against the mortgage yeah but you're it, like you're so instead of if you had a thousand dollar payment so typically in a partial you may sell the whole thousand dollars the whole thousand dollars and so for a given number of years you're not getting the thousand dollars somebody else is getting it and hypothecation, it, it may be like you're getting a large chunk of money. And the way this works out is if it's a thousand dollar payment, you're getting $400 and the other person's getting $600. See, that's why we could, that's why we didn't do it. <laughs> it just got, it gets really, yeah, there's a lot of ways to skin that cat. And once you even have that, there's different negotiation points. Like you said, who pays servicing, who handles default. What happens after X amount of years for entitlement? But just there's just a lot that goes into it. There's a guy if you're listening. His name's Tom Henderson. He's uh, part of the Paper Source kind of group. You can I forget. Just if you look up Tom Henderson Mortgage Notes, he he puts out a newsletter, and he's like the king of that. He's a king of hypothecation. He'll be at Paper Source, which will be in May, Vegas. Yeah, but breaks it down like he does all. He sends out these newsletters, and he'll have these different strategies and. He could have been in the notes for 15 years and some of these things he's doing are just just bizarre. Just really interesting ways of doing just things. creative. That's the nice thing about notes is you can think outside the box. There is no box. You can just create your own world. Yeah, it's interesting. If you can dream it, you can do it. So <laughs> Nice. All right, cool. Next time, hopefully we'll see you in a different studio. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But us, we're going to record another podcast right after this one. I always wear this shirt. Yeah, <laughs> we might through now. We might get two today. <laughs> All right, well, that's it for today. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks.